0: Welcome back, Strange Crew. You are tuned into another trip through life's deep cuts. We hope you enjoy the ride. Hello, and you're listening to Volume 46 of the Strange Crews podcast. I'm Cherise Letson. I'm Kate Milberry, and we're very excited about our guest today.
1: I'm 41, I'll be 42 in February. <laughs> February 2nd, Groundhog's Day. I love it. So you guys are older than me, as far as numbers are concerned.
0: So, in case you don't recognize these boys, this is Greg Hemmings. Uh, finally? Show. Show. finally. Have
1: I you was on your show 20? before, wasn't I? Oh, or was that something else? Was that, 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 was, that a different, that was that
0: was
2: different? Oh, that that, that was an ICS
1: yeah. uh, uh, podcast. Yeah, and but we, we, we did it to in the car. Yeah,
2: sure the oh, So do. this yeah. is
1: my this is my first Strange Grooves. This is your yeah. first Strange Grooves. Hey, uh, keeping it strange. Yeah, great.
2: seriously, this is huge. This is awesome. So we're thrilled that you joined us. We know you're a busy guy. We also know you love music. Oh, definitely. And, and I lot saw lot amazing
1: music last night. Sorry, at the Imperial Theater.
2: Did you? I saw this
1: insane, insane percussion thing out of Montreal called Architect and it was oh, so trippy and they had all these projections going on and it was amazing. That. Anyway, yes, so music is really? a, a big thing in my life and the Imperial Theater blows my mind every time I go there.
2: I saw um, Andrew Miller's doing another uh, Symphony in New Brunswick thing with a an old film. Oh, nice. Is, yes, oh, oh
1: yes, night. do you know what? It was um it was that classic as, as a film guy, it's I should Like
2: shoot. a futuristic uh, from oh the I'm so embarrassed. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. Oh yeah. And then they played like the, the orchestra music to it. They uh, did like Night of the Living Dead and Nostradamus. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. So I'm thinking about going to that. Oh, I'll definitely go to it. They have a Pink Floyd. Tribute at the
0: end of the month, too. Yeah, Dan's going to that. I wanted Pink to go. Floyd. I didn't know that was even
1: happening. <laughs> so, Pink, Pink Floyd is a concert that I did have the pleasure of seeing. Of seeing? Yes, as well. I don't know if that's what I've we're talking played, about. Pink Floyd, like, today. Full... No Roger Waters in that one. It was full David Gilmour. This was Division Bell. So, this is the first album without Roger Waters. Right. Uh, but it was epic. where did you see Toronto, and I was in grade 10. Oh, wow. And it was, uh, they opened up with Astronomy Domine, um, which is the coolest song ever. And yeah, there's a whole story behind that actual concert, a uh, complete, uh, you know, buddy road trip type of film story. I
0: love that <laughs> So what's that story? <laughs> oh, yeah, well, Just tell us. Big,
1: uh, big Pink Floyd fan at that point and still now, but grade 10, Pink Floyd was my... Grade, grade, grade 9, grade 8, grade 7, grade 6 was Led Zeppelin, uh, was everything. And then I got introduced to Pink Floyd um, and... Adam Heart Mother blew my mind uh, insanely. That was such an incredible album, and Division yeah. Division Bell, of course, um, was their latest sa- sound, which I didn't like at the time because mm-hmm. it didn't have. It was very very Gilmorey, which is really cool, but it it didn't have yeah. the same. But now when I listen to Division Bell, it is so good. Um, but anyway, rewinding, um, I was too young to go myself, so my friend Lindsay Wilson and I and my brother Mark uh, flew down to Toronto. We stayed at Lindsay's uncle's place. Yeah. And so this was, I think the summer going, at, like just either going into grade 10 or going to grade 11, one or the other. And um, his uncle was supposed to drive us to get down, but he didn't show up. And like the show was starting like half an hour and I knew we were at least a 40 minute drive away. And finally the guy showed up And we got in the back of his pickup truck, uh, the three of us, Mm -hmm. going down the QEW. uh, Back in those days, apparently, that was okay. And um, there was a massive traffic jam outside the Exhibition Park Stadium where Floyd was playing. And I was like, oh, we're going to miss the show. This is horrible. So um, I remember we're stuck in traffic. I could see the venue. It's an open-air venue, right? And I could hear the beginning notes of Astronomy Divine, not Mind. And uh, if you know that song, it just kind of starts. And I could hear it. I was yeah. like, ah! So my brother and I jumped out of the back of the pickup. No idea how we're going to find Lindsay and his uncle again yeah. later. And we just ran. And I remember just hearing and feeling that music as I was running through the parking lot. Finally got in right when the song ended. And then. Um, um, what was the next song? Shiny, crazy diamond started as yeah. soon as I got in to the wow. tickets. And we got it anyway. The, the whole concert was just incredible, and that was uh, certainly my not not my first concert out of town, uh, uh, but probably my first epic concert. It's so out cool of town. when they
2: have like little like stories or difficulties or. Uh, let's or pause things. for
1: one moment too. Do you guys need to... Okay, we're good. Thank you. All good. All right, yeah. good. Yeah. Good. We're in the civilized boardroom right now, and yeah. we didn't book it, so we'll, we'll see how it We call this these stuff.
2: real-time conversations. We don't edit, so that you guys all know this is on the fly. This on is the on fly. the <laughs> fly. We do not rehearse. We, we do not rehearse. Yeah, we don't rehearse. <laughs> no, I, I love I love that story because you know your your love of music at that age is so it's not new, but it's it's evolving at a really like fast pace. And then when something means something to you, and you're sitting there, and you've done all that effort to get there, and you can hear it, it's like. Are you going to make it? Are you not? And it keeps the memory. Whereas if, let's say, you went to a show and it was a good show, it may not stick out when people ask you about concerts.
1: You need a story. Okay. you got to wrap right. a story around mm-hmm. it.
2: And it was like uh, our episode with Kim Jacobson. Yeah. Last, like What was it, last week? Yeah, it was so yeah, last week. And nice. she talks about like bringing Liam to see Pink Floyd. That's and, like, right. Well,
1: he, she uh, and Liam went to see David Gilmore. No, Roger... No, it was Gilmore. Sorry, yeah. it, was, it was Gilmore, and I went the night after they did. Yeah. So and I went to that show as well. Yeah.
2: And then they did the Battery Park in London for his yeah. graduation present. Like, I just thought it was really cool because then their stories, like seeing them in like a Roman amphitheater, mm-hmm. like under the stars, like that's a really. I was bad. supposed to be
1: at that show too. I can't remember what happened because I was supposed to go with Kim and Liam and Peter. We were all going to go, and it's just oh, but I can't remember why I didn't go. Probably some sort of legit reason yeah, popped okay, up.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <I'm sure you laughs> it have it to ring. be. It would have yeah. to have been a legit reason.
2: <laughs> it's interesting because a lot of the folks that we talk to, Pink Floyd's such a pinnacle part of who they are musically. And how they find other music. And they say the music that you listen to in high school or as you're kind of beginning your music, it sticks with you. Mm -hmm. And so you may not have liked the Division Bell then, but then as it ages, it ages. Well, there's
1: story and nostalgia wrapped around it as well. And the other thing I think is neat about that time of life, like let's say early high school, um, like Pink Floyd really introduced me to the world of psychedelia in a way. Like uh, I wasn't into Grateful Dead until after high school. Because Pink Floyd was just, it took you to so many different places. And even though I wasn't experimenting with psychedelics at that age, I, you know, I would lay on the ground and just crank my Pink Floyd albums. And you could just, I I could, I could know why people would just kind of trip out to this music. Because it was, it's, it's a foundation for that, for that type of experience, you know.
2: The other common thing I hear from that story is a lot of, uh diehard pink Floyd fans feel the same way about the Division Bell as it came out and then they feel the same way as they as you do as they get older. <laughs> and Colin Wallshut's talked about the Division Bell oh, really? pretty yeah. in depth on his episode. Yeah. I mean he showed all of his bootlegs that he had and no we way. get into just to you know the marketing of how they put out records yeah. and visuals and, you know, just singles and things like that and the amount of money and effort put into that. Yeah. And then you look at just the folks who are enjoying the music, it's a whole other demographic. Something that it's not like encompassed when they're making the album. Doesn't matter like how Greg's going to enjoy it, or if he's laying in the grass or doing acid or whatever they make it. But it's
0: interesting how it kind of evolves Mm -hmm. with people, I find. But so you mentioned so that wasn't you said that that concert wasn't your first out of town concert. Do you remember your first concert ever? Okay.
1: Um, First of all, I want to ask you what age do you think I stopped being in Boy Scouts?
0: Stopping. me. All right. I think it, never. you never did. You never liked Those skills are for life. Okay. Right, so i am going to say, I'm yeah. going to guess. Like, I'm just
1: going to throw in at like 16. Uh, well, close. I was in the scouting program until grade 12. Grade 12. Oh,
0: I okay. was one of
1: those guys. Yes. Okay. And okay. It, it, scouts turns into venturers, uh, you know, in high school. Right. And uh, <laughs> it's so funny because I have the most amazing uh exciting adventure filled dorky life and it's amazing and scouting was huge a huge part of of my love for the outdoors and adventure and all this but um back in grade nine there's a thing called the global jamboree of course it's called the jamboree right uh and it was in calgary uh that year so all the scouts from all around the world would come and it was massive it was like the woodstock of boy scouts and back then it was called boy scouts just so you know and uh so Grade nine, I don't know how old you are in grade nine, like but 14, yeah. fourteen. For some reason our parents totally trusted us to travel there on our own and we had an overnight in Montreal. And I don't even know how this happened. I think we were able to stay at one of our friends, uncle or aunts or something, who didn't really care what we were doing, and we were in downtown Toronto. So or sorry, Montreal. So the layover was in Montreal and I remember in grade nine, we went to a convenience store, and you could buy beer in, in convenience stores. Yeah. And because we're 14, we knew we couldn't buy beer. But my, my buddy Nigel, we go to uh, uh, a drugstore, and he, he ends up buying a hair shaver thing. And he literally shaves the top of his head, not the sides, oh. to make himself look like a balding man. Right? And, the, and he would have been 15 or 16 at the, at the time, so he it's did amazing not... amazing. Yeah, but it worked. <laughs> well, it's Montreal. They probably would have served you if you are 10. Who knows? Right. Yeah. So anyway, then we ended up going bar hopping, and because we were big time in, into music, so we would just find the local zine, figure out where uh, who was playing, and we saw this one little club that we got into, no problem, 14, and this band called Good Cookies uh, were playing. So that was... Essentially, my first out-of-city out of, you know, out live show was Good Cookies. Yeah. And years later, when I was filming for Alliance, because we filmed hundreds of concerts here in St. John back about a decade ago, yeah. uh, Good Cookies, this Montreal punk band uh, or indie band played. And I was like, I got to tell you something. You were my first concert. Uh, and I told him the whole story, ah. and yeah, it was it was a crazy kind of come come back cool. around. It was it was really really interesting. So anyway, yeah, that that was my Boy Scout connection to my first kind of bar show. Let's mm-hmm. let's say that's what it was, the bar show. And it's really neat when you when you meet people like that many years later, and you say you were you know part of my very first musical first
0: experience. That must, gonna, always, that must feel so incredible. To, yeah. to someone to be like you know,
2: you know how like in society when your friend or family member or something great happens to them and you congratulate them you love seeing them do independent things and you're happy when you say like it's like grade nine, you're in Montreal, you're doing things, you have that little sense of freedom, independence, you go in, you get into the club, but there's no one there holding your hand. Like, you have to like whatever you're watching or choose to leave and go back to Mm -hmm. the uncle's house. And like that little bit of freedom, it happens whenever you go see music you like or shows or people that you enjoy what they're doing, whether it be art, music, any of those things. I think like, it is like a drug in itself. Yeah. Mm. And I've been chasing it because like, I haven't gone to like a really, really, really good show. Probably... (laughs) This year, I don't really think. Mm. Well, other than the Jeff Goldblum show, that one, but that's a different caliber. Yeah. <laughs> Completely different <laughs> I caliber. I saw your videos. <laughs> um, but I think that, that that feeling is something that people chase too. Mm-hmm. And you can get it for the first time, but you can get it later on in life too. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to point that out. Um, uh,
1: changing the topic a little bit, it's interesting now that I'm thinking back to those times. Um, my boys, uh, who are guys that I grew up with, since grade three, so Mike Long, Eric Klein, uh, Anthony Davis, Matthew Scott, um, I'm not missing out any other guys that were on that trip with me, um, yeah, we're all still friends now, which is really cool, like, that, the early neighborhood guys, you right. know, but Mike Long and I, when we first met in grade three, we started playing music as a band, like, we're, you know, pretending to be a band i guess at that maybe it was grade four or five i've got no idea how (laughs) but we would always get columbia house records which are tapes and uh we would mike and i would just sit and listen to his parents records or his uncle's records or we would get as many uh subscriptions to columbia house as possible because every time you sign up you get 11 free tapes and if you sign your friend up you get four more free tapes so we kept on signing ourselves up under different names so like I had Greg Hemings. I had Grisnorf Hemings. I had, <laughs> S- I had Slurnoff Hemmings. I, I, my parents still get junk mail with, under these names. And um, <laughs> we, I, so let's say between grade four and grade six, I remember getting into anthrax in grade five, or maybe okay. it was grade six, uh, Attack of the Killer Bees, because just a random tape that we got in our collection of Columbia House. And we started playing live, playing live shows, um, Maybe grade yeah, I think grade seven was our first live show. Wow. We had a band called Chaotic Disarray. Oh my
2: god, I love it. That's With great. Kirk Ryman god, and Chuck Teed was in, the, in that in that band. Please do a reunion. Show. Well, Chuck Teed and I have been
1: talking about this actually, and Mike Long, because uh, Mike's got all the old tapes of, oh, of these days. And uh, oh my gosh, some of the some of the songs we made were hilarious. Um, anyway, all this all this to say is like uh, early days of exploring music yeah. turned into early days of playing music. Which, of course, continues into who I am today as a, as a music consumer and uh, player of.
2: I just want to say, too, one of my favorite things about you is how amazing you are with your kids musically. Thank you. So you've always elevated music, it seems. It's a little selfish of me, I think, but yeah, Uh, you know. (laughs) No, but I mean, when people see Kai dancing and hula hooping at festivals and showing the different elements, that's not just a drug-fueled frenzy, you know, that it's family, you know, that's why people bring their kids to fish shows. You know, not, not everybody's doing drugs, right? Right. I don't think, but... I think, like, what you did, that first video I saw of them practicing in the basement, I actually yeah. cried. Oh, that's I did. Awesome. I had never seen anybody actually do that. I've heard of the rock camps. I've heard of different things. But, one, no parent really invites six or a dozen kids over to play a multitude of instruments, unless it's a birthday party. And it's chaos. And it's someone <laughs> else. Right? And they certainly don't nurture that evolution of just even entertaining the fact that they could be a live band. Mm-hmm. You know, and what does that do for all those young ladies? That's well, such it's crazy wild music,
1: because you know? these these girls, they make up songs in the playground at school, like melodies and words. Um, and then Kaya comes home and writes them out, like with real music notes on a staff, like on yeah. like she writes out the piano parts. And then when everybody comes, they haven't played any of it musically, like with instruments yet. I saw it the other day when we did it again. This one girl, Becca, sits down at the piano. The guy said, here's your sheet music. She, all drew, she like, drew out. And then the girl plays it. Like it perfectly. gives me
2: goosebumps when I hear that because that is like, it's phenomenal. But the fact that those things don't exist from like a... I don't know, like a company standpoint. Like, there's not a company going in and saying, here, Greg, we've got all the instruments for you. Deploy it. <laughs> it's on you to have all of that stuff. It's on yep. the Chuck Teeds to have, like, interaction. It's, yeah. you know, mm. it's up to everybody else to make sure that kids and other people are finding that music because they don't have the Columbia houses anymore. No, uh, that's a good point. You know, yeah, it's we've just got a big, Spotify. We've yeah. got all these different things, but it doesn't really give you the physical or emotional connection of how you feel music mm-hmm. or how you truly discover something and say, I just found this, like, when I found Pepper, I was like, Oh my God. And then I, I started talking about it. And then you, a couple of right. people were like, yeah, they're awesome. I've yeah. seen them before. And I'm like, that's crazy. But I wouldn't have felt that way if I just noticed everyone was listening to them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, it's, it's, it's the, the adventure of exploring music, you know, yeah. and it's, uh, it's really exciting to, in fact, it was a, if I had more time in my life, <clears throat> there's a podcast I'd like to make or a campus radio show. I, you know, I just need to make the time where it's me as a dad, mm-hmm. uh, completely giving Kaya all the stories but like my love for music and she might hate the song or she might love yeah. it but we'll talk about it you know and I think that would be a really we cool we want you <laughs> on that's
0: Strange Dad the Strange, strange Dad podcast
2: Strange Dad we've been, been talking about this. We have. Stuff. we have been talking about this so yeah, yes. if, if you hearing this you know that we've said it it's okay Strange, there Dad, you go. There strange
1: Dad. You go. Dad Strange Dad Strange Dad shows. Dad. I'm all over that for sure I love that no, yeah. I really
2: when I saw that video there the, the other week I just thought oh, did you see the latest
1: one? Yeah,
2: um, I just, I think that that is like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's so just, radical. It's so crazy. It just so makes crazy. me feel like people can be busy and doing things and technology and social media can evolve and there's crazy things happening. But at the end of, the, of your busy day, that's, that's what you put your time into. Yeah. And she'll remember that for the rest of her life. Yeah. And those skills that she's learning on how to like delegate and write and do things. I, I've told you this before Kaiser. Like, like a crazy example of a human being. I don't think she's like anyone I've ever met or will meet. Kate, you're and amazing to that. say that. You
1: guys should interview her sometime.
2: We would love to. Come <laughs> out, like, see their band perform. Oh, man. Yes. Live session. They, like,
1: they used to be called Eight Girls in the House, uh, but now I think they're called Letter Rock, I think, or something. Like, like the, the name that. of the band changes all the time. It's awesome. I dig that. And they're a bunch of eight, yeah. nine-year-olds. It's love pretty. It. And, and girls. All-girl band. That's
0: so great. <laughs> I love that so much. Have you seen the video? Yes, i seen one of okay. them. You sent it to me and it yeah. was like this orchestra. It's just music. chaos. And now there's a new one and it's even more like oh. finesse. Like it was That's, just like...
1: A... And they even write "Don Darling into the lyrics. Yeah. Uh, like wa- walking over. down the street in St. John. Hey, look, there's Mayor Don.
0: It's amazing. Yes, yes. People getting called out. Like, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Just give me it. just like... It's true. Yeah, love it. <laughs> So uh, you mentioned like earlier, like the Columbia House record. So I almost like I remember, I think maybe when I was little, I had like I saw a Columbia House catalog. So yeah. I feel like it's a little bit before. Did, were you a subscriber? Like, yeah. I mean, so you what kids? you do
1: is you you pay. I don't know. Well, actually, somebody will get you um, a free thing. So right. yeah, I, I think you pay shipping. That's it. And you get 11 tapes. But and, and tapes were still 20 bucks back then. Right. right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I was like, wow, that's a that's a great deal. Um, but I think there's some sort of a expectation or they've got, they've got a way that you have to buy X amount yeah. in the future. I can't remember now. But the whole hack was you just, every time you get another friend in, you get four more tapes. And uh, everybody was signing up to multiple names and Columbia House knew it because their system still worked. If you didn't, if you didn't uh, live up to your end of the bargain by not buying stuff, then collections agencies would come after you. But we ended up getting so much uh, free tapes by just signing ourselves up, you know, and everybody else that we knew. It was a really interesting business model, really. It is. It's kind of like uh, multi-level marketing. It
0: is. <laughs> you know, like, but I was just like, wow, like <clears> that <bad> existed. <throat> wow. Yeah, but
1: <laughs> so much cool music came through Columbia House. And in fact, um, I was still like, this is still pre-internet. Um, in grade 10, we're still doing the uh, Columbia House game. It was CDs by then. And Mike Long ended up getting Fish's Yanta um, album, which is their first kind of studio album, studio and live, live album. And uh, right Yep. And we were going skiing in Sugarloaf for his parents. And I remember us listening to it. And at that point in my life, I was really getting into Frank Zappa. And I had no idea who Fish were. I had zero cultural context to who they were but we listened to it because we, we both had the little Sony Discman and we had you know earplugs on, yeah. on both sides and I remember thinking it was really interesting music but I was like it's such a rip off of Frank Zappa I remember I kept saying this this particular album so if you listen to Yenta which is J-U-N-T-A and if you think of it in the context of Frank Zappa and you know when you hear bands that, are, that sound so close to another band you're like mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a letdown but it's still really cool told, now that you uh, say
2: that I can totally see that and there's a lot of other songs that I always wondered who is it that I can like Goldie Apparatus and if yep, you like songs yep. like that like when it's more well Goldie than Apparatus weird.
1: specifically is very Frank Zappa and you know references to Tweezers but that now, now I look back and I it, was like they were honoring Frank Zappa's spirit and that music and a whole bunch of others and uh um, of course, Nanta became one of my favorite Fish albums uh, as a result. But that also is a Columbia House story. Like, without Columbia House, I'm sure I would have found out about Fish a number of years later. Yeah. But my introduction yeah. to Fish was in grade 10, driving down Sugarloaf, listening to that. Right. That CD is a Columbia House CD. Right. Yeah.
0: No, that's interesting because you think, like, that's how you discovered a lot of music. And you kind of think of today. Like Spotify, of Spotify today. Spotify streaming. Or, and I'm yeah. wondering, like... I guess guess we don't know Our time will tell Like, will that have the same impact
1: well I don't think it will because cause we don't I, I say we people don't listen to albums anymore beginning to end I still of that, am of that generation that the producers and the band created the flow of the songs and the order of the songs for a reason and I can't handle listening to one song I gotta hear the whole album beginning to end And I think that's a generational thing because we used to have records, you know, side A, side B, and then tapes, side A, side B, and like it was it was an adventure to listen. Um, So I don't know. I don't know if it'll be interesting to see what takes people back to that, Mm -hmm. diving deep into a catalog. Yeah. You know, kid, In terms
0: of discovering music, though, too at the same time, because instead of like having to like sign up another friend or purchasing tapes right, on Spotify, yeah. you're able to, you know, there's a bunch of different playlists related to what you've already listened which to, which I think is awesome. So, yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm just kind of curious. Like, I guess can't really know for sure, yeah. but kind of that ex- the contrast of that experience. Yeah, you know, that's a really neat discussion.
2: And one thing that they don't do enough is they make the service like spotify itunes all of the other music platforms really easy to sign up for really cheap under most of them under 10, 10 bucks 10 yeah. 15 bucks right but the problem is they don't put an emphasis on adopting the platform as a user so for example i'll just go in and play my music but so many people ask well where's all your playlists i want to just listen to your playlists so, That's the mixtape so, of, of so my So people, old if they're going to use these services, actually have to put the time in just as they would, it's like they were doing MySpace or doing a music blog, right? Mm-hmm. They have to do the due diligence, make playlists. Um, bands nowadays, they have to go and make sure that they're being put on the top trending playlist so that they'll get more listens and that they'll make money, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they'll ask people, oh, would you put our song on your top 10 whatever playlists and then that's how they gauge new interest because yeah. they won't show up on those discover playlists unless they're at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think it's actually going to be up to the person who's listening and elevating it because mm-hmm. they still, they give you the option to share to your Instagram story yeah. and link right to Spotify. I can hear the song you just linked. So they're giving people the tools and the resources, but I think they really have to do some marketing and messaging about go make your profile. Just like kind of how we have on our site. It's like, go be a contributor. Start blogging about your stuff. Talk to people about your playlist. God, embed them. do you, you like this band? God, promote the mm. shit out of them. Right. Right? I think it has it's going to be put on the user again. And yeah. if it's not, how else does anyone expect for it to flourish? The algorithm. Well,
0: that's an excellent <laughs> point because you never... <clears throat> Like, and how a lot of us use Spotify, it's just like, it's kind of music on demand, or like, oh, I'm going to listen, you know, but like, there it's a social platform that not a lot of people know how to utilize. I don't even have an account. Yeah. No, um, a lot of people just use it for free, like the free version. Exactly. I don't even, I
1: just, I, I my world is in the iTunes world, and I just don't have time to find another platform.
0: Oh, and that's what, like, <laughs> Apple Music's a similar deal, yeah. though. It's kind of, you know, it's... Through Apple, that's right. But I mean, normally it's word of
2: mouth. Hey, have you heard about Good Cookies? Like, I'll remember that and I'll go check them out. Yeah. Right? So it's always going to be word of mouth. And
1: if there's still a band today, we have to find a way for them to hear this episode.
2: Oh, yeah. We'll make
0: sure we (laughs) optimize the tag, optimize. (laughs) We're going to, we'll we'll embed their YouTube videos. But
1: I'm going to, I highly doubt Mike Long um, is going to answer the phone, but there was another band outside of Good Cookies. Um, Or actually, I'll call Anthony because. Anthony would definitely know. If he answers, uh, this would be kind of funny. I'd Kay. like to phone a friend. Phone a friend. Okay, we're going to phone a friend.
2: Strange groups, call a friend. <laughs>
1: okay, he's in Oregon. So what's. or no, no. Yeah, he's in Oregon. So that, is that five hours difference? He's probably. Her number? <laughs> <laughs> he does not want to hear. Oh, I, I, I definitely <laughs> dialed his 506 number. That's funny. Um, I think this is worth worth it to find out what yeah, other band okay, it was. Yeah, let's um, say so. yeah, why not? Okay, let's just assume that. This is actually Mike Long's number. We'll see. Stay on the line while you're <clears throat> My friends are used to me Long doing things like Georgia. this. Yeah. Because um, Good Cookies was one. Oh, man. It's at the top of my... If one of you
2: have photos from this... We might...
1: It wasn't Super Friends, but it was a band like that. Hello? Hi, Mike Long. Greg Hemmings here. Greg Hemmings, how are you? Good, man. Good. Listen, believe it or not, don't kill me, but you're, you're, you're live on a podcast right now. Um... And I'm, I'm being interviewed about some of our first uh, concerts we've been to And I was trying to remember In Montreal we saw Good Cookies And who was the other band that we saw When we were in grade 9 in Boy Scouts? I don't remember that show You don't? Remember when we no, were going to the Jamboree in Calgary? I remember our first show together. Which, which was and that? We went Northern Pike. Northern Pikes was our first show, Saint John High, right? In St. John High in Saint John High and my very first concert I got caught for bootlegging it. You were bootlegging, that's right. You brought it I had a little a little cassette deck which wasn't little in those
0: days. In <laughs> <and> a baby pack and
1: actually got caught at the game. I think, oh Mike that's very first concert. That's amazing. I also I also told these two lovely ladies from the Strange Gurus podcast that uh, you and I got into our music through uh, signing ourselves up a million times at Columbia House. Yep, yeah, yeah that, was, that was our early, uh, definitely our early, early efforts into music. <laughs> Getting as much of it for free as possible. Okay, well, I'm not going to keep you for much longer, but Mike, why, why don't you uh, sum up uh, yours and my discovery into music in in a sentence? Because y- you and me are, 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 are uh, tied at the hip at this. Well, uh, Tell tell us something uh, about chaotic disarray. I think they they felt that. Yeah, dis- well, chaotic disarray <laughs> is is awesome because yeah. not only did we spell chaotic and disarray poorly, uh, incorrectly, both and, and spelled incorrectly, both of those words mean the same thing. <laughs> chaotic chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> it just adds to the whole static of it.
0: But but that, that but, but really
1: that was that was the second name. Acid! I That's mean, right. I, this is before we knew acid was a drug. That's yeah. right. I forgot about that. It, it was our parents that had to tell us. <laughs> they were like, maybe you shouldn't use that name. And we're like, why not? And, and, and we name. had no idea what they were talking about. All we, all we saw was acid perils was... <laughs> Oh my gosh, Mike, thank you for that memory. I'm crying. Mike, one last question. Is there any way yeah. there's any digitized version of a Chaotic Disarray song in your library that we can hook, hook these girls up with? I have, I, no, I never digitized the Chaotic Disarray. I can and pour it on, but I, I don't have it on, uh, uh, at, at my seconding call. Okay, well, it, when you do, let me know, and it, it, it might be a future uh, tie-in. Mike, thanks a lot, man, for, you, you were my, uh, my emergency call. Thanks,
2: Mike. All Thanks, right.
0: Mike. <laughs> Bye. See you. Bye. 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 Yeah. I love so, that.
1: So Mike and I explored music together uh, very uh, very deeply. So how we often invest. do
2: you guys get to hang
1: out? He's in Ottawa, yeah. and we go skiing once a year. And our, our, our kids are good friends. So yeah, yes. and in the summer times, we, we get to hook up. Let's see if they need the, uh, need the boardroom. We can meet you.
0: Oh my gosh, you guys are amazing. <laughs> yeah, so we're, no, we're. There's like that for
1: <laughs> Yeah, so that was funny. So, uh, yeah, we were acid first. So, I love that. And then That's we decided weird. not to be acid, and then we changed our name to uh, MDMA, um, and then we realized that that was a drug too. And then we went to a name called uh, ketamine, and realized that that was actually <laughs> like, a drug as well. And, we're going down a
2: cable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh.
1: Speaking of which, today is a, a very uh, famous uh, day. It will be a legendary day moving yeah. forward. We're recording this on yes. Legalization Day. Yeah. It's what it's are we calling this? Is it Happy Cannabis Day? Or what, what is it today?
0: I don't today? know. We haven't decided yet. Legit, yo. Legit. Legit, okay. yo. <laughs> I
1: am excited to go. It's, it's today, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. excited to go into the I'm store excited. and see what it looks like. Also I was there
0: this morning for work. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah. Is there,
1: people, are there a lot of people there? Yeah.
0: It was lined up outside the door. I went to the one on Rossay Avenue. My feelings oh, are mixed.
2: Know. And anyone who asks me about it will know that. Mm-hmm. But my feelings are mixed. Only because I really think that we did ourselves a disservice by monopolizing it here mm-hmm. in New Brunswick. I really do. I think there's so much room in the ecosystem That's for... That's government. It. Yeah, and that, yep. and that sucks. And yep. you have so many of the LPs and people in here mm-hmm. who are striving and working their asses <clears throat> off. Yeah. To no, I'm,
1: I'm with you on that. So <clears throat> um, I think, yay, this is awesome that, yeah. we, that we've got a... Yeah liquor store for weed yeah. that's available for people like me, I might not want to go to King Canna for a number of different reasons, if right? It's open. Um, if it's <laughs> yeah. still a bit. But, like, I, I don't see why. Like, I think Ontario is going to, uh, in the future, allow uh, independent uh, stores, which is great. Um, but that should just be, and BC as well, that should just be the way it is, yeah. you know? Well, like, BC has the small but,
2: artisanal craft cannabis market. But think
1: about NB Liquor right now. Can any of us go in a in a community store if we had a convenience store? Can we sell liquor? No, but you can go back.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I think it's a provincial issue. Yeah, I think. Right? in
0: terms of implementation, it absolutely is. There was talks like because uh, obviously anyone's following politics. There's the liberals and conservatives, and they're fighting for power oh, right now. Oh, we it's actually really, have government right now. Yeah, apparently I don't know, but I don't the piece, right now. the conservatives are saying that if they were to come into power, they would change that way because I believe they said that they would want more of the private market in there too. So it's interesting to see kind of, will it change in the future? You don't know. Like, I mean, yeah. My, yeah. my biggest yeah. concern
2: with where I stand on cannabis is that they brought in 48 new criminal charges as a result of legalization. Mm. And that affects people that I know. New, new types of
1: uh, 48 charges? 48
2: brand new charges. So if you have a prior yeah. criminal offense, like you will get automatic penitentiary time.
1: If, oh, if you get caught selling it. Yeah, trafficking. Yeah. If it's, yeah. Yeah.
2: And well, those, those are things that I just think that like...
1: And I know you're very closely connected to those stories as well. Yeah. And those people. Um, I just wonder if um, every, every disruption is going to be messy. yeah And stuff, we can't even think about addressing all these other super important issues until we get the legalization thing dealt with. Yeah. So I would just hope that we very quickly jump in the gear yeah. and then... I hope
0: people
2: play by the rules, like the the Justice Minister who rolled it out in Ottawa, she said, you know, if we don't play by the rules, things will go bad fast, mm. right? And I know that it's, it's a multi-year initiative, and it, this is great. It's a yay. But for the folks that have it in their lives or had to do it illegally or modestly and had to fight for prescriptions like myself, it's just day-to-day for us. Right. And we need... It's not like I'm gonna go out and make legalization posts. Like I'm excited, but it doesn't free me. Any. I was thinking that last night. I, turned, I
1: turned on uh, the, the TV, which I never do, and it's just all the Canadian news networks yeah. are, are talking about. It. I'm like, like every It's just such of a non-issue. Issue.
2: Smoking blunts. It's like yeah. okay, um, like, uh, yeah. you know, it's you it, were
1: doing that yesterday. What?
2: Yeah. Now you can just do it and not, like, <laughs> not all. like, yeah. And and to me too, the biggest biggest thing for all of this is the wellness aspect of it, mm-hmm. right? The different things that I can treat, especially the CBD properties and compounds. Mm -hmm. So when you go to a spot like cannabis MB, from what I can tell when you have things that say a CBD strain and it's between 16 and 22% as a patient or as a consumer, I need to know, Mm -hmm. I need to know if it's 18.5, if it's 21 because the way that those things and terpenes adjust with my genetics mm -hmm. are completely different. I wonder
1: if that'll be a brand thing though. Like if a brand comes in, like let's say the green organic Dutchman as an example and they're like, they just do a way better job explaining what's in the product. They're going to end up winning. Yeah. I I think that
2: that's, that's kind of where it's going to go. You have to be very, very specific because people like myself will pay a couple extra bucks per gram for product for convenience. But the bud tenders the, the the information that we have known already for however it's not like it's a new product here no mm-hmm. just the law has changed so when you say oh i don't know it's anywhere between 16 and 22
0: like they're on um I, when i was there today for like that was my assignment today they actually like the packaging they're showing different packages and it has like the exact amount of like cbd and thc interesting. for the brands that i was looking yeah at. Okay, and they have nice. very and i'll say this too that the staff seemed very informed and they're very, it was, it was like a really, they're all really friendly. Like I, I don't know, maybe going in there. Well, and my friend Jessica, like,
1: Jessica Dara is working at one of them. Yeah. and I, It's like, it's good that they're getting people that know, they're not just taught it
0: yeah, last Yeah, they just like, it's like, I know you did. <laughs> like if you see someone, you know, like I know now, you do You know, like, being
2: out in like California and stuff, one of the main things I was trying to talk about out there is like, my mission moving forward in cannabis is to, bring the fact that we won't actually win the war until the last cannabis prisoners free. Oh, yeah, so for when sure. people in Malaysia as of two weeks ago are being sentenced to death mm-hmm. for treating their patients for free with cannabis that they've brought over and are being executed and yet we're rolling out legalization. Mm-hmm. It's really important that all the people with all the money are being basically almost sort of like a B Corp model is what yeah. I see in my mind. You have to put two to five percent of your profits in there so that if Kate Millberry goes to jail on whatever charge that they have the best PR, the best mm-hmm. lawyers, the best people. Yeah. You know, and that's that's where I see it. So I'm all it's great. I'm pumped that people are gonna change the conversation around it. I'm glad that somebody's mom who has MS won't be scared to try it because it's legal now. Mm-hmm. That that kind of stuff makes yeah, me very totally. happy. Um, I just I really hope that the government and the way that things kind of go catch up to you. how the consumers and the Well, it's not the, the government, it's, it's
1: the people, it's the continuous push. It's not the government. It's people who, it'll be saying people. this, we're not voting for you unless we yeah. take this further, you know? And uh, uh, with another uh, episode some other time, we'll talk about how, um, how uh, cannabis and mushrooms uh, impacts the uh, intake of music.
0: Coming Da-da. next on Part Two, <laughs> Part Two with Greg Cummings. I can't wait
1: for the for NB, and I I, I, I I will definitely be the CEO of that one. Mushy NB. <laughs> Mushy NB. <MB. laughs>
0: Love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Greg, for taking right. the time to join us. Well,
1: I've always wanted to be on the Drugs and Music podcast.
2: So <laughs> <that's what laughs> we, we love, love it. it. This is just so well. I, I think one it's... of our
0: first, like our favorite story was Peter
2: Rowan when he, he uh, got a private plane. Yeah. And they went to see the Guess Who? The Who, I think the, it was who. the who. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they were smoking like weed on the plane. It was like 1971, I think. You yeah, because you can. <laughs> so yeah, they all sounds like the beginning of a great movie. I was like, that's amazing. So I love like the music, drugs, rock and roll. So yeah. They're good stories. That's so great. And they'll stories. keep coming too. There's a reason
1: drugs and music go together. Mm-hmm. And it's much uh, it's much more real and deep and spiritual than most people give it credit for.
2: Agreed. We should have had a music festival launch today. Just, you know. Weed and the music, they just go together. <laughs> That's the tagline. the name of it? Weed and music, they go together. All right. Impro- impromptu festival. <laughs> awesome.
1: Well, thank you, and thanks to Mark Long for being my call of friends. Thank you,
2: Mike. For all those listening, uh, if you have an extra tuning to spare, we'd like it. Absolutely, go to, yes, thank oh, you. Oh, hold on, Give hold on, I haven't done that
1: yet, but I've got $5 for you oh, guys. Oh, thank, thank you,
2: thank you. Thank you. So thank if you're, I if you're never interested.
1: carry cash, but I've got cash. I know it's only $5, no, but it goes a long it's way. the
0: beginning. Um, because, um, guys, if
1: you're listening,
2: <laughs> and you have a couple bucks to spare, and you want to be part of the Strange Crew, and our mail is every month, uh, you can go onto our website, or you can go to patreon.com slash strange crews. Um, we have packages starting at 2 bucks all the way up to really however much you want to pledge. Um, and that will get you different shout outs on the show, ads, uh, the monthly mail, cool things. And, you get and the, the coolest part, my favorite part, is it supports other artists. That's what I mean. You get
0: to, to good. feel good about yourself. Yeah.
1: Can I have one more thing? Yes. yes. I just remembered who the other band was. In yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. It was Jail.
0: Jail. jail? Yeah.
1: J A L E. Okay. And I think they were from Halifax. They were back from those early Sloan, Eric Trip kind of days. Okay. So check out Jail we'll as have, well. well. So they, they would have been, uh, it was good cookies in jail. All right,
0: here we go. If you've enjoyed this, then you have to hit strangegrooves.com for more amazing content. To support this podcast and music community, go to patreon.com slash strangegrooves. As always, keep it strange.